I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escape. My name is Oodles, cult classic podcast host with tens of fans champing at the bit to meet me. Joining me today, like Sega's columns to my Tetris, it's Stig. Everyone relax. I'm here. Stig's here. Stig's here. That's a cult classic quote. <laughs> it is. They're worms, Michael. They're worms. It's Gadget. Oh, the worms. The worms. <laughs> <laughs> We can't stop here. This is backcountry. It's candy. <laughs> Hello. And straight out of the films such as Dr. Butlove or How I Learned to Stop Clenching and Love the Plug, Ass Ventura, Crack Detective, Schindler's Fist, and Meet Joe's Black Cock. It's Biggie. <laughs> You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and as a special treat, we have another special guest this week. Courtesy of the cult leader and cult film aficionado from the cult following podcast, Cult Connections, AC and Graham. Well, thanks very much, guys. Just, just big me up. I'm, I've been biggied up for a fall, I think, on this one. Oh, dear. Expert podcaster Ian is here with us today. He knows everything about the tech. Everything. Expert. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. I am good. And and as you say, expert podcaster. I I cannot believe I have made over 100 episodes. I can't. While knowing absolutely <laughs> nothing about how to actually make a podcast. <laughs> Join the club. We need a professional on here, to be honest. <laughs> it's about bloody time. For people that don't know, who are you, Ian? Um, so I I am Ian. The Graham, I am the host of uh, Cult Connections, uh, which is a film and uh, the TV podcast, which was sometimes branched off into uh, uh, their mm-hmm. books or um, their music, but mostly uh, film and their TV. And and as as you might know, it uh, it's about cult things, but also about uh, their connections. So how sort of different films and their shows kind of join up. And I like to find um, uh, lots of obscure stuff or or just some nice Mm. ways to link up um, some very diverse their films at times. So it's it's good fun. It's quite new on my rotation. I'm I'm bang into it, though. I've listened to quite a few now um, because I can vivaciously get through podcasts. And uh, (laughs) I'm glad you exist. No, thank well, I'm glad I do too. <laughs> How is everyone else this week? I mean, Stig's back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. I was back. I was here last week. Were you? It was Candy. Were we not here? It was Candy that was off last Candy week. wasn't here. I wasn't they on the They look so similar, I can't tell them apart. I wasn't on that the Patreon episode because we recorded oh, that the, the night before my final exam. So that's it. The exam's done and out the way till November. Stig's past his GCSEs. As long as I've passed them, yeah, that's the other thing. So, I mean, yeah, I th- you've got to wait. What what we were missing last week was Candy's review of the Gamer Bed. 
Oh, That's yeah. It. I remember. Need to I remember. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the gamer bed in the Patreon section. I want people to pay for that kind of content. And Gil <laughs> talked about that gamer bed. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Life is free. Exactly, exactly. But we've waited long enough and it's been a crazy, crazy week for it. It's time for the news. Mm. You may already know, but he doesn't because it's time for. Biggie's Breaking News. I'm a Biggie girl in a Biggie world. Life in podcasting is fantastic. You can't brush my hair. You can catch me everywhere. Imagination uses my passion. Come on, Biggie, let's go party. Do you know Sorry, what? I would yeah. absolutely love a Biggie doll. We need to make those. <laughs> New merch. I, I just apologise to Ian for that. I, it's not usually like this. In fact, no, he is no, always he's, like he's like this constantly. Oh, I'm like that every week. He's doing my head in. <laughs> go. <laughs> go for the news. News it up, big boy. PS5 Pro release date reportedly slated for November 2024. Sony will be releasing an upgraded PS5 Pro hardware model. According to a report from Tom Henderson, who successfully leaked PlayStation's hardware plans in the past, the Insider Gaming scribe, this time writing for Key to Gaming, accurately, accurately outed the Japanese giant's remote play streaming handheld, Project Q, prior to its official unveiling. Got about that. So, yeah, <laughs> people ready for a PS5 a Pro. The shocking really. news the that point. a console's going to upgrade and, send, and bring another one out a good couple of years after the first one came out. What a shock. <laughs> I'm stunned. At this news. I wonder if they can make it look any worse than the current... <laughs> Don't tempt them. I've seen some horrendous-looking renders of, of like what people think it might look like. Oh, I mean, but that's happened... Can't be any worse than that Spider-Man one. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, it happens, happens, happened forever, mate. I was I was reading some of the stuff on this, and apparently like, the big thing is it's going to be like consistently aiming for 60 frames at 4K, which is fair enough, um, but then also targeting 8K. I'm like, who the fuck has an 8K telly? Right. <laughs> I bet some of us listeners do. I mean, take mice. It'll be a, definitely one in every room. Uh, not, next, move not on. Yet, not yet. No, I'll, I'll get one. Yet. You'll get one. How much is an 8K telly? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so I'm just now very, very, very. <laughs> it's called 8K because they're worth eight grand. <laughs> um, uh, ooh, the cheapest one I can see Samsung one starting at 1800 quid. How big that's, is that? That's a uh, seventy-five inch. That's on sale down from three thousand five hundred. Oh, for really? the downside. Yeah, you can get, eight, get eight, eight, eighty-five inch one for forty-three hundred. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, <laughs> it does, I can keep my car. Yeah, it does look like it's only Samsung making them at the minute, though. Let's buy a monitor. They're cheaper. Next, <laughs> uh, Diablo 4's huge patch backlash has prompted damage control chat with Blizzard devs. Blizzard seems to have really kicked the hornet's nest with its latest update. Patch 1.1.0 released just a couple of days ago at the time of writing, and just to say it hasn't gone down well. Could be a dramatic understatement. Said update makes sweeping changes to the game's balance. Basically, a lot of players who've told away at creating most powerful post-campaign characters feel like they've been punished for no good reason. He's brought a game that none of us have played to the news. I mean, that happened with Diablo 3. Like, is anybody surprised? <laughs> it's an only Play the fucking game more. The whole point is to keep constantly playing the game. I have no idea what that any of that meant, but I'm sure 
it's it's rare for a community of gamers to be very annoyed at something changing. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Or moviegoers or anything, any any fans of anything, then no one ever complains. Nope. Especially not on the internet. No. Next. People wouldn't complain on the internet. No. Well, speaking of changes, Ubisoft is suspending inactive accounts, disabling access to games libraries. Ubisoft has confirmed it's temporarily suspended accounts that seem deemed inactive, preventing players from getting their games. Players are then sent an email informing them that their suspended account will be deleted in 30 days unless they click the cancel account closure link. Okay. Click it then. Yeah. Right. Are we going to moan about your account being shut down if you've not used it? Yeah, if you were actively using it, you'd see it and you'd yeah. click it. Yeah. Oh, God, fucking hell. That was world. <laughs> but you, <laughs> you do know, you know for a fact that like someone would have used their account for like six years. And, and they'll still email. cry when it's gone. Yeah. I got that email and, and kicked off about it. I can't believe I've lost yeah. all my Ubisoft stuff. Who gives a fuck? I've got an <laughs> Ubisoft account. I've never used it. Other than no, I've never have, mate. No, no, not once. Uh, keep an eye out for your email. I think I only signed up for one to play uh, South Park Fraction Butthole. Oh, yeah, my, yeah, that and, and Valhalla. Like, I think I just, you have to do it. I'm fine with losing my account. <laughs> I'll set up a new one. Yes, yeah, I will do a new one the day after. I've never bought anything Next. directly from Ubisoft, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, neither. Go on. Xbox fans will be able to play a selection of PlayStation 1 games in the near future thanks to a new cloud-based service called Antstream Arcade. The service is available now with two classic PlayStation 1 games at launch, plus over a thousand other classic titles from the 80s and 90s. It's all about absorbing cool. everything. Yeah. 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 No reason to buy a PlayStation anymore, really, is there? No. Xbox, there was no reason to play classic games on the PlayStation anyway, can you? <laughs> no real reason to buy one in the first fucking place. I'm not the money that one. Fucking hell. Looking at this fucking £500 ISO right now, what a waste of money you are. Well, um, going off that story from, was it last week, about how a lot of games are disappearing, you know, this is better than nothing. Yep. Like, if the. Yeah, I agree. If something is giving people access to thousands <coughs> of classic games over a Don't matter where service, it is, does it? Yeah, like, it's better than nothing. It's better than just going. I agree, mate. Being I think... lost forever. I, th- I, I think or closing it's, I th- down your account. I think as well, actually, this is this can be a good thing because like some of the games that they mentioned they're going to be bringing to this one. So, um, Glover, which has been lost. Th- oh, I'll, fucking love Glover! Yeah, that's that's one of those games that was forever lost unless you have a, the PS One disc or the N sixty four cartridge. Yeah, I, lo- I love Glover. Uh, MDK, which I think that's, murder death kill. Yeah, murder death kill. I think that's on PC, but yeah, that that one was kind of lost for a lot of people. The original version of Worms. So before it was like the cartoonified Worms 2. I love the original Worms. The original Worms is great. Um, Also Reloaded, um, which I think was the sequel to Loaded, which was a shooter, I think. I liked it. I liked it. It was good. But yeah, I mean, great. I mean, it's also, it's not for Unstream Arcade, it's not very expensive. It's 30 quid a year or 80 quid for a lifetime access. Brilliant. I mean... I'm all, I'm, I'm, all, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for that from like the preservation standpoint. Yeah, like for me, I'm not going to play him. It, it is something that I'm not really that interested in because I barely have time to play modern games. But um, I just, like Gadget said, for preservation purpose, to have access, to for people to have access if they want access to it yeah. without having to potentially seek out stupidly expensive rare discs and carts and stuff. Mm. Yeah. 
Good. Good thing, I think. What's your thoughts on that, Ian? I have no thoughts whatsoever. <laughs> Don't make it us games. <laughs> I tell, I tell I'm you. I'm just the looking last... at him. He's like, "What is a game?" <laughs> the last game that I properly played. Um, we're probably going back to about 1985. It was uh, a. So before uh, I was born. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So um, <laughs> on my um, Atari ST, uh, I played. A Formula One, um, their game called uh, Pole, uh, uh, their position. Uh, yeah, pole position, I remember great. that. I loved it. Um, to be honest, I've never properly played the game since then. So. <laughs> love it. Fair enough. Love it. I lo- it's like, I love this game. I'm never going to get better than it. Just wipe it's your peaked. hands clean. Gaming's yeah. peaked. Basically, yeah. Gaming yeah, peaked at pole yeah. position. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, mate. I mean, most people would probably agree because... Gaming's crap. Yeah. Right? It's from, the, from that point, it's like ignorance is bliss. <laughs> if it gets better, I don't care. <laughs> Excellent. Next, Ian, move you on. might want to just double check if you've got a Ubisoft account. Just you're going to lose it, mate. Over to the world of film and TV. Let's Barbie go. has become a box office sensation in its first weekend, opening to a staggering 155 million US dollars, while Oppenheimer similarly scored, launching with 80.5 million as of my notes. I'm chuffed to bits for both of them because it's great yeah. for cinema. It's absolutely great for cinema. It's also like if, if you count in the international figures, they've both made back, they're, they're both in profit in their first weekend. It's great. Like there's not, great. not many films that can say that they do that, especially ones that. Like, <clears throat> neither of these films are what you would call, like, summer blockbusters. You know? No, they're not. Right. They're not like a Marvel tentpole release or anything like that, or like some, like, or like the Indiana Jones film or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. um, it's it's really impressive, and they've done really well. I think it's that kind of the community advertising campaign with the whole Barbenheimer thing that's been going on. It's like... Yeah. Pretty good, one. That was this... really good for the internet to jump onto. Yeah. It's that, and if that doesn't say to studios, like, Original films. People want mm. original films. All your sequels. Oh, have, it. All your sequels are bombing, and the two biggest films of the year are original films. <laughs> like, yeah. And literally yeah. bombing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Barbie oh. now ranks. Barbie now ranks as the highest launch for a film directed by a woman, outpacing Captain Marvel's 153 million, which was co-directed by Anne Anna Bowden. That's really good. That's really good. I mean. I've not seen either of them. I am seeing Oppenheimer on Tuesday. Um, I would have seen it by next episode. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to watch Barbie at home. I'm not that fucked about it, oh. to be honest, but I'm glad. I'm glad it's doing well. I've seen my, both. my ticket sale's not going to do anything. No, I've seen both. I've seen and them, love both. them Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oppenheimer yeah. is 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 good if you want a a really tense, serious. Like this sort of drama, then absolutely go and see that. Um, Barbie is fantastic. It's my film of the year so far, and you should absolutely wow. go and see it if you can. Loved it. It, it, it. It's really weird to walk around saying that Barbie is such a good film and like saying like it might be one of the films <laughs> of the year because conceptually, you explain it to someone and they look at you like you've got two heads because it's just a fucking <laughs> weird film, but it's so well done. I, mean, I, saw you, do... I saw your TikTok rant about it, Gadget. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking good. I, I've, I've, One of his I... famous rants. Just, just letting you all know as well, Gadget's TikTok account, if you love Gadget rants, it's there. Oh, a lot of rants on Right there. there. It's top quality content, that. I, should, I do need to do one, one as a rant because I've been walking around all day with fucking Ken's song stuck in my head and it's doing my <laughs> head in. 
but it's a very good he song. Had, he had the best moves. Like. His moves were brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Ryan Gosling runs away with that film. It's, he's so good in it. It's gone he's, like, he's always been um, good. It's like shot up on Spotify as well. I think because people have seen the movie and now heard the song and are obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was. It's like broken a record. Do you reckon it's going to overtake Peaches, Peaches, Peaches it might. as the song of the year from films? I'm already seeing it being... fucking song went ballistic. I'm already seeing it being incorporated into TikTok memes. And that's where popularity lives. Mm-mm-mm. That's good. It's great. Um, get out to see at least one of them or both if you can. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk out of Oppenheim and go, I will just go into Barbie. And that probably will. Yeah, slip into the, go on, slip into Barbie. Really? Slip straight into Barbie. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean we'll do we'll do full reviews on it next week on the next next show. It's it daft, it's so ridiculous yeah. that we that we we started this pattern and the the release schedule has fucked us over with this one. But yeah. well, blame Hollywood, not me. I blame Hollywood for a lot of things. Yes, excellent, excellent. Next, according to Variety. Sorry about this gadget. But one film that may be pushed back to next year could be June Part 2. Fuck off. Fuck them. Nah. <laughs> Just because they don't want to fucking pay their actors and their writers. Ranting and, coming. And it, it's because of the strike action. They don't want to pay their, their writers and their actors. And the um, and all, all, they, it means they won't get the uh, promotion cycle for Dune. You know, you won't get Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. and, uh, and everyone kind of wandering around at um, premieres and yeah, that's a bit, to the big press. Yeah, part of it. Yeah, so they're just going to push it the next year when they think the strike will be over. Nah, fuck them. I want Dune Part 2. They should have <laughs> fucking made it in the fucking first place. No, no, no. Let them strike, mate. This is this is the kind of oh, casualties no, 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 you're no. going to see. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not against the strike. Don't get me wrong. It's the studios I'm saying. Just fucking pay people so I can watch me film. Oh, I agree, but there's, there has to be meaningful casualties <laughs> yes. to a strike for it to be effective. Oh, I know, but still. Well, this is the November. Yeah, this is both... Due to either Warner and co-producers, Legendary Entertainment both agreeing to a new release date, so it's not confirmed yet. Well, let's see, let's see, let's see what's happening. Next. So we had one Academy Award-winning writer and director, Kenneth Branagh, is reportedly set to adapt the classic 1990s cartoon, the one we've all been asking for, Gargoyles, for a live-action film. (laughs) I'm bang up for this. Amazing. fucking loved Gargoyles. I fucking loved it. I mean, Goliath. Keith, couldn't care I mean, less. I mean, Keith David needs to be doing the voice of Goliath. Yeah, hundred percent. He could just do it if, if he does it in the uh, nin, the new Ninja Turtles and Spider Verse style. Let him, let him do an animated one. Well, they said it's going to be a live action film, so it's either no, fuck it, no. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, but the gargoyles are going to be CGI, aren't they? Well, well, yeah, be... but it's going to fucking look <laughs> like Michael. Prosthetics. It's going to look like Michael Bay's T and MT. No. <laughs> did you see also, like, I don't know if I'm jumping on your news, Biggie, but did you see that um, Ryan Reynolds is doing um, Bike and Mice from Mars as well? Is he? That's no one way. Of, that was one of my <laughs> favourites. I used to love Bike and Mice from Mars. It was amazing. <laughs> so oh, your favourite? I like Vinny. I like Thro- Vinny. Throttle. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I, was always, I was always so annoyed that they split one episode over five days on the big breakfast. Oh, <laughs> you had to watch it five yes, minutes yeah. at a time. <laughs> I was oh. watching the big breakfast for Denise Van Outen, not for Biker Mice, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Jonathan, Talented and beautiful. Jonathan Fricks was a voice in Gargoyles as well. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. I'm Arena Sirtis, actually. That's... Gargoyles were great. Yeah. It was. It was fantastic. They were really good. I haven't seen it in years. It came after, like, the Batman animated series and some, they wanted, like, darker cartoons, didn't they? Well, it's, it's the same production worked. company because it's got a lot of the same art style to it. 
I know it was. So. I know it was a Disney show, but it. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. But it's basically were really good. I can't. It probably doesn't hold up at all nowadays. I remember they had that dog one, that dog gargoyle. So they were all like really sentient, clever beings, and then there was just this dog. And they were like snarf in front of cats. Yeah, like, there's always that? there's always one. What like is that? snarf? Annoying, <laughs> terrible. Snarf. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Uh, my choice for pick last week uh, and or, but this season two has now halted filming with only weeks left due to the studio deciding not to pay actors and writers fairly. Nice. Oh, she's gonna up. This is gonna be causing multiple the, strikes. The week, the news every week. Yep, it's gonna be one of these every week. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know it sounds awful, guys, but there has to be meaningful casualties. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's fine. Agreed. That's how it works. <clears throat> That's how it works. Give me a chance it's to a catch up on loads of other stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Next. Speaking of which, Invincible Season 2. Yay! Been waiting That's a long news. time for this. Yeah. Uh, new episodes are dropping November the 3rd on Prime. Yeah, bang, bang up for more Invincible. It, it ended on not not so much a cliffhanger, but I wanted more. Um, That's how you do superhero cartoons for people yeah. that grew up with superhero cartoons. It's not for kids. But also, it's really good. Speaking of which, an animated Watchmen movie is releasing next year as well, which I had no idea was coming. Bang up for that. Yep. Have you seen the new the Mortal Kombat news with Omni-Man? Yeah, J.K. Simmons <laughs> done the voice work for it. It's so good. So J.K. Simmons starring in Mortal Kombat. That's fucking mental. I mean, it's it, mental. I mean, I guess it makes sense with how bloody Omni-Man tends to leave people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Homelander. This Homelander, Peacemaker, and uh, yeah, Omni-Man. Omni-Man. Gonna be good. Gonna be good. Next. Season five of The Dragon Prince, The Mystery of Aravos is coming early. And yeah, actually, yeah, it's in. available right now. I don't know what that is. I don't That's know what just, that is. No, no idea. I, it's a show. I, I, put, <laughs> I saw it at, at, at Comic-Con, right? It's a show I watch on Netflix. And I really enjoy it. It's a like little kid's anime cartoon. Like It's not like serious or anything. It's not like Attack on Titan, oh, yeah. Bloody and something. But it's really enjoyable. It's uh, based on a series of books, but um, the series are, have been spread apart, like season one and two. There's like two years between. Then there was like another two years between. And then the last two series, we just had season four this last year. And then they've just dumped season five out straight away rather than waiting. Yeah, fair enough. Pretty, pretty happy with that. I'm happy for you, mate. I'm dead happy It's really for good. You. It's really good. It's kind of, it's kind of what mm-hmm. Netflix did with um, Disenchantment. Like the first season came out, then there was like nearly two years to the second season, and like it just seems to be longer and longer between the seasons on that one. All I did when I watched Disenchantment, all I wanted was more Futurama. That's all it made me feel. <laughs> yeah, true. I like. I want more Futurama. That's all I wanted. I like Disenchantment until the last season. Tomorrow it will be here. Yes, new Futurama yeah. after ten years. Yes, it, yes, it fucking will, and I can't wait. How long has it been? Ten years. Yeah, it has. Ten years, man. Ten years. The void of comedy cartoons. Since that's how long it's been. Since the like special movies. Yep. Yeah. Well, because you have the the special movies, and you had two seasons after that, and then it's been ten years since them. Apparently. Yep. Oh, can't fucking wait. You know. Oh god. I wonder if they're just going to carry on as if not. No time's gone. Are they going to actually do it ten years later? Oh, it's good, and it's going to be on Disney, Disney Plus. Brilliant. So I don't Disney have, Plus, yeah. Well, because I've, I've only seen the like the US adverts as a Hulu. It's like, well, what, how, where the fuck do I watch it? A lot <laughs> of stuff that comes on Hulu comes, comes to Disney Plus. Oh, oh. I've got to watch that tomorrow. I can't wait, mate. I can't fucking wait. Anyway, next. 
Trouble movie Borderlands is actually releasing 9th of August next year. Can't wait. This movie will be starring Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis, to name a few. It's going to be absolute dog shit. It's it really bad. Is. It's bad. Like, it's in development hell, clearly. Yeah, and the... Mm. It was supposed to be the last year, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that... Yeah, because Craig, Craig Mason, from, uh, who did Last of Us. Yeah, so that doesn't bode well. Do the games warrant a fucking film? No. Uh, yes, but it would have been better as animation, I think. Yeah, I agree. The, the plot, the, I mean, the, plot, the, the, the plot lines in the games aren't anything to write home about. It's more about the gameplay side of it. Well, you, you don't know? have to follow the plot lines, just use the characters, don't you? Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like The games aren't known for having a good story, is what I mean. Watch it. I'll be wrong. It'll be a masterpiece. Hey, if it's a masterpiece, great. But the fact that Craig yeah. Mason wants his name off it, that doesn't bode well. And I also, like him. Also, so. Kevin Hart playing Roland just that doesn't sit right for me. He's just going to Kevin Hart. Who's Roland? Well, for start, as a tall character. <laughs> Kevin Hart is not that. <laughs> no. Although Craig Mason did refer to the report about his name changing. He said, I did see the report about the pseudonym, which is false. He told Variety, I did not use a pseudonym. If the name in question is indeed a pseudonym, I can't even say it. A pseudonym. Pseudonym. <laughs> All I can say pseudonym. is it's not mine. Oh, so he had no what to do with it then. Who knows Weird. at this point. Weird. Who gives a fuck? It's Borderlands. It's crap. Next. Someone you may have heard of, George R. R. Martin, says he's working on the winds of winter almost no, every he's day. Not. He's no, making he's not. steady no, progress. He's not. He has said, not he's... as fast as I would like, certainly not as fast as you would like, but progress nonetheless. Is he fuck? He'll be dead before that comes out. And then someone else will finish it. <laughs> not as fast as he likes. What is he? It's... What is it being now? 10, 12 years? Something like that? Since the start of the show, wasn't it? I think it's that's 2012. It. Well, the, 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 11 years. The, the last book came out, I think, the year before the TV series started, and that was 2009. No, no, no. <laughs> last book was 2011. All right. So, yeah. still 13 12 years. years. 12 How long years. did it take you to write your book, Gadget? Three months. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean grant, 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 granted, my book wasn't the tomb that George R. R. Martin tends to write, but... It's a big enough book. You know, give me a year and I can write one that long, at that pace. <laughs> I reckon you should write it. Fuck Chap- it, fuck him off. Chap- you, you just start doing it. Just get home from work, chapter and night. Easy. What are you doing, George? You do that Stephen King thing where you sniff a line of cocaine and yeah. do, like, four chapters <laughs> in an evening. Have you not seen that, like, uh, an audience with thing where it's George R. R. Martin interviewing Stephen King? And the yeah. and and he, and he asked him, "How do you write books so quickly?" And there's this look in Stephen uh, Stephen King's eye. It's just like cocaine. <laughs> but he didn't say it. But didn't he didn't say, say it. it. <laughs> he wanted to. But I mean, Next. I mean, Stephen King has the same philosophy that I have. You just write three thousand words a day. It doesn't matter whether they're good or bad. You would just write them. I, I actually finish one. George R. R. Martin had said recently as well that he um, he killed a character off that he wished he hadn't done because he's tried. He's worked himself into a bit of a roadblock <laughs> with it. So. Yeah, it was like a, a character earlier on, and he's kind of trying to figure out how to sort it out. It's not, it's not Ned Stark, is it? Fuck's sake! <laughs> no, no, no. It's a bit early on that one. I'm like, shit, I've killed him so fucking quick. I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert: he brought people back from the dead in the books. So he did. Like he, he did. Catelyn Stark, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like... Lady Stoneheart. 
That'll never come to that'll never come to us. We will never see that book in our lifetimes. It'll get written by someone else. See, this, this is what on. I said already like to you before, why I read ones that are already t- there are, there might be yeah. ten ten books long, but at least finished. At least I know yeah. I'm gonna get an ending. I'm sat like I keep saying I'm sat here on three massive series of books. You no put fucking... me onto two series that don't, that don't have new books coming out. Yeah. Fucking gentlemen bastards and I've started the King Killer Chronicles. And it's like and he's going, oh yeah, you're going to have your fucking blue balls at the end of King, uh, the second King King Chronicles book. It's like, oh, cheers, Stig. You fucking got me onto that one. I told you this before you started. He's it's a dick. your fault. I know, he's a dick. I know that you've been fucking pushing that one like drugs for weeks. Yeah, because Come on, book nerds, shut up. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, but you've realised... you can't how, read. But you've realised realize already how good it is. So. <laughs> move on. Next. Twitter owner Elon Musk says he wants to get rid of the Twitter bird logo and replace it with an X. He was, he was next bit. up late one night having a shit, just tweeting stuff. <laughs> That's what he was doing. <laughs> Who cares? He's, what a dick. And they he refer to him as, a... however, Mr. Musk, which sounds like a deodorant, also has a history <laughs> of making statements that fail to happen or are not serious. Yeah. Has he got full... Control over Twitter, or is there a board? No, no, he he, he owns it outright, and he, it's taken a private, so there's no shareholders. So, so he could literally just have an X. Then that makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's Twitter, tweeting, tweeting bird. So he, because he, he, he wants thinks he, he that X is cool. Do you remember, like uh, in the 2000s, where everything had an X? It, they'd take an X and put it where an S should be. Didn't he name? Didn't he name his kid a uh, mathematical equation as well? Yeah, like, yeah. Like he thinks that X is cool. He still, he still thinks. But He's like, a very 2001 yeah. ethos, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad X gonna give it to you at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> but he, he, also, he, wants yes. to, he wants to turn Twitter into um, like a super app where it has everything in there. So a little bit like Facebook tried to do and then did poorly and then everything got worse. Or, you know, it's like it's not he wants to make it like a one stop shop for everything that you basically your entire online existence is on X. I've got a be- I've got a better idea for a social media platform. Do you know why you've got like Just Eat and uh, Food Hub and stuff? Yeah. Turn that into a social media as well. You can all talk about your takeaways. No, Come I don't on. want to talk to random people about their <laughs> shitty takeaway food. Yeah, you do. What about when the what, what about when the racists get on there and start like abusing Just like? Eight. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Uh, abu- the racists aren't allowed on. <laughs> <laughs> they say that on Twitter and Facebook. They still fucking get on there. Yeah, but the racist runs the fucking platform. <laughs> Hey! Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. No, 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 he is a racist. He's, from, he's the son of yeah, a South African emerald miner. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Next. Over to the weird world web. Are you ready for this? No. A Ukrainian refugee who ran off with a love rat Brit dad and allegedly bitter cop has arrived at court after a judge issued a warrant for her arrest. That's Sophia a sentence. Carcadium. 23, showed up 24 hours after failing to appear at Bradford Crown Court, charged with assaulting the officer. With her blonde hair tied up, she wore black leather trousers, black jacket, white shirt, and white trainers. As she entered the court while talking on the phone, she gave a press photographer the finger, and then she lit a cigarette before entering the court building. Yes. I love her already. Oh, I like her. The full story of this woman is insane. I've got it here. Yeah. You're gonna go, you go through it then. Go on. How long is it? It followed, an, <laughs> it followed an alleged incident when police were called to ex-Tony Garnett's home while Sophia collected her belongings. 
The Ukrainian refugee hit the headlines last year after getting together with this love rat. The love rat dad who left his partner for a UK refugee, sorry, Ukrainian refugee, has been arrested over an abuse hurling domestic. Tony Garnett was escorted out of his house in cuffs and spent the night in a West Yorkshire cell after neighbours heard screaming. <laughs> I mean, the 30-year-old says that <laughs> Sophia got into a verbal fight about him. How dare he put his daughters first before eight police officers <laughs> stormed into the Bradford home. The pair got together just 10 days after he and his partner of 10 years, Lorna, welcomed the refugee into the home they shared with their two children. So he... She was left heartbroken. Yeah, so he they took a refugee in. She basically got him to leave his family. Uh, and then, actually, she'd fucked off with some of his money, which meant he had to go crawling back to his missus. And then he fucked her off again to go back with the Ukrainian. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> I might, I might get one of them Ukrainian refugees. The story's been going on like, like every few months, like several months. There's a new story about this woman and this man and what's happened. <laughs> Is she fit? Not really. But no, waste of time. What the hell? Well, Lorna previously told the Sun on Sunday Sophia would wear low cut tops and and makeup to Ooh, impress Tony. The strumpet. The great, the great tabloid newspaper, the Sun. Mm. <laughs> no, even worse, the sun on Sunday, which is all the news of the world, people. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh no. Even worse. Oh, still can't believe people buy newspapers. Anyway, is that the news? That's it, mate. Fantastic, fantastic. We are now going to move on to our patron-produced topic this week. Uh, it's a great one. Uh, they, what choices did they have? Stick, can you remember? Uh, favorite cult classics. Uh, Ultimate reboots, we re- re- reboot something that hasn't been done before. Um, mm-hmm. Bad reviews you don't get and get favourite game franchises. Unsurprisingly, the cult classic one won. Huh, how did that happen? I think it's a fix. I think, I think, I think Ian's <laughs> been like threatening people. I mean, it's a full-on fix. The last, the last two ones in there, I was just like, I'm just going to throw these in there. Ian's it's like, just collusion. He said, thank God it wasn't the gaming one. I went, yeah, no one was going to pick that one. I just threw it in there because we needed like... <laughs> So yeah, we're going to talk about cult classics. It could be films, books, games, mainly films, because that's how I know what a cult classic is usually. But we're just going to do a round table, as we usually do, and chatter about stuff. And I want to know, straight off the bat, Ian, bring them cult classics. As the master of cult, the cult leader, (laughs) some would say. Total cult. No, no pressure. Um, I think as I've gone on, actually, so doing my show, and I think... Um, what I've realised is that we're less cult and probably more mm. uh, the, the 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 sort of connections part, dare I say it, because yeah. everybody's idea of what a cult um, their classic is is probably very, very different. Um, and people will probably mention certain films and I'll be like, cult? No, I don't think so. That was a mainstream yeah. etc. Yeah. Um, I think definitely age plays a part in it as well. Um, but also for me, um, and one thing that I do quite like about my show is that I've started going down a lot more obs- obscure avenues than I ever thought I would um, and actually finding some really good, um, you know, films, you know, most mostly films uh, yeah. out there, which I would never of there watched. And it's the people who actually come on so... I have a different guest every week, and uh, you know when they bring things on, and it's 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 been an excellent 
um, their journey for me. However, I have I have picked three things because again, that's, that is a theme for my show is uh, generally um, three. Yeah. So I have picked a film and a the uh, the TV show, and probably to my embarrassment, I have picked an album. Um, I thought you were going to pick the game pole position. <laughs> that was a big hit. That was huge at the time. So, yeah. um, so film-wise, actually, I've, uh, I've uh, gone for um, um, one one of my favourite um, Italian um, there. The, the, the directors, but it is definitely a cult, their classic. So it's uh, 1967's um, comic book film, actually. So uh, it's um, Danger the Diabolic, which was uh, directed by Mario Bava. Um, and it's, uh, it's a really weird sort of action, um, their crime sort of film. Um, it's a bit. It's very sixties. It's very swinging sixties. Oh, and um, I, I'm just, just IMDb. I know this film. It's a great film. It really is. So yes. Oh fuck. <laughs> is it Italian then? Yeah. It is. It is an Italian film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh wow. John Philip Law. Yeah. Yeah. I know this mm-hmm. film. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so they're kinky. Uh, they're leather outfits. They're a groovy yeah. score. Their en- Ennio Morricone does a score. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's a bit Bond like in sort of places, but it's, uh, it's more Austin Powers like. As well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a it's a great film, and I love it. And and I think every everyone should actually watch it because it's it's got everything you want. Oh, I'm looking at the DVD, the back of the DVD, the special feature. You won't, probably won't see it, but he's laid on a bed with a broad. <laughs> add that to my watch list. Yeah, I love, love, love this. Uh, yeah, this uh, cuff, it's cuff, great, cover it? art here. Yeah, he's got the cover <laughs> art is so he's there holding it's him and he's holding a blonde woman. He's got a gun through through her hair. He's She's got, he's across got his him, finger on a tit. And he's got his hand over her breast <laughs> and un, underneath his hand and over her breast. It's loads, <laughs> loads of money, like on this this one on, on Litterbox. It looks brilliant. Is that is that a flame? Sounds like my Friday night. That gun, gun he's shooting there. Yeah, he's got a little MP5 thing. It's fantastic. What's that thing? It's what's beautiful. that thing he's shooting? What's his little like, little gun in it? Like little no, machine bottom, gun, like a flame for us at the bottom. Oh yeah, he's got a flamethrower. All right, awesome. I'm a gunge gun. Gun, gunge gun. It looks. That looks great. <laughs> just, just shooting shoot the fascists. Just the cover out alone. <laughs> it looks incredible, mate. It looks incredible. It, it, when it did you when did, when did you first watch this? Oh gosh, um, I think I think when I got there the DVD, and um, so yeah. back in the nineties, maybe there for my yeah, first yeah. watch, and um, they they covered it for the show as well, so. Uh, they did a did a Mario Barber episode, and it's uh, you know he's mm. he's he's a brilliant filmmaker, and uh, um, but but I just yeah, it's a fantastic film. It's it's uh, you know it's it's a comic book. It's it's you know groovy sixties. It's yeah. Yeah, it's got it all. It's just I like I, I do I do like the um the the byline on on the poster. Um, it it sounds like Biggie's life. Meet diabolic, slick, suave, gentle, brutal, wild. Out for all he can take, caress, or get away with. <laughs> caress. <laughs> I think I need to see them actually. Back when men were men. <laughs> get away with shit. 
and and what's interesting, I think I think from from a cult um, the, the the perspective. So so the danger diabolic in the Italy that that's a big thing. So yeah. The, he, he, uh, the, the comic strip and it's gone on uh, there for ages. There have have been some more recent films and and all kinds of other stuff, but obviously over here it's not really it's not really that well known. Um, so I like I like that aspect of it that yeah. that um, you know different parts of the other world have these great things and we don't really know about them. Excellent, excellent, excellent. What's your other one? Um, so so for my TV show, I've gone for. I've actually gone for something that was a big, a big hit at 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 the time. I was certain, certain, certainly well watched, but it's quite old, so mm-hmm. um, forgotten to time. Yeah, in a way. So um, I've gone for 1976's um, Survivors, um, which Ooh. is a, a post-apocalyptic um, their drama made by by the BBC. So uh, so 1970s BBC. So it's quite uh, their sort of middle. Um, their class, but it's about a man-made Chi- a man-made Chinese virus that um, that escapes <laughs> from the lab, oh, no. spreads worldwide, and kills ninety nine point eight percent of the population. Uh-oh. So, and, and it's all about the uh, their survivors. It looks very Doctor Who on the poster. It's, it's, a, it's... Um, a in the show. Do like loads of podcasts spring up from it. <laughs> <laughs> Loud, um, but it's 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 if if you get past it's it's mid seventies sort of BBC, this sort of middle classness. It's actually there's some really powerful um, their drama mm. in it, and it's and and it's great. So it's bleak, but it shows how how His uh, ratings fantastic. Eight out of ten on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause massive because it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, it really um, is. But I think as well, so. Um, as he, as as it gets its um, this sort of culthood, it's because at at the the time you would watch it and then you would never see it again. You would never get a chance to yeah. see it ever again. Um, and then I think um, the UK Gold showed it in like like mm. the early nineties, um, and and then obviously video and things like that. But you know, it's a show that you're gonna. You know, look at and sort of pick up and think, oh, oh, I might quite fancy yeah. this, but mm. so not not huge, but it has a it has a fan there base, but it's it's a brilliant show, I love it. Bang into that, bang into that. I'm, I'm writing loads on this list here. That's all I've done this far, so I can get all these. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no films coming out. I can watch all these. So yeah, very by... quickly. Uh-huh. Do... Do you think it's a bit? Do you think it's a bit weird that no one's sort of spoken about this TV show, considering we've just had a pandemic that sounds very similar? I'm surprised um, no one spoke about it before. I, th- I it's think forgotten though, isn't it? it is for- yeah, in a way, it is. Or or amongst hardcore fans, there was a remake. There was a there was a modern version, but I just was, seen that on IMDb. Yeah. yeah, but it was crap, and no one really watched it. Typical. So 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 they didn't make more more than one um, their season. The the their original survivors ran for three seasons and and all three seasons are quite um they're sort of different in in their their own way so um you know like like the story really like they sort of develops as it goes on and uh, it's it's well worth it I've, I've seen the DVD on Zavi for one pound ninety nine 
<laughs> three seasons. <laughs> get it. Tell you. I'm going to. You, get gonna. it. You will, you will love it. You will love it. Mm. Cool. In your last one. Oh dear. Well, I'm I'm going to really show myself up here. And any and any sort of kudos that are built built up with these first uh, two, I'm going to absolutely <laughs> lose go. them with this one. So um, I've I've gone for an album. It's my album of the week. I've been playing it nonstop all week. Um, country rock. I don't know. That sounds that sounds dreadful, doesn't it? That sounds like an awful genre. Of uh, yeah. their music, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 1973, uh, so we'd go again, again, we're going back into the, the mists of, <laughs> of their time. Um, so I have picked the album Crazy Eyes by Poco, uh, which is a band. I know it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Good. I know this. I uh-huh. know this. So, yeah. Um, well, so funnily enough, now I've been in a right, sort of soft rock phase. I've been listening to lots of um, their Doobie Brothers and um, their Steely Dan Yeah, you've been been going on about the Doobie Brothers for a while. I have, yeah, (laughs) I have. But um, I watched watched their their documentary on um, their Netflix, um, which was a film of a a Dutch music festival from their 1971. Um, And I was watching that, and um, the... The birds were on it, um, yes. and and at that stage they were very much doing that sort of country rock. Um, their sound, so I was like, right, I'm going to listen to a bit of country rock, and, and I came across the, this album, and it's just fantastic. Um, it's like a this sort of progressive sort of country rock. So I, I, so, I might be wrong, but is Poco the? I'm, I'm probably going to make me show up here. Some of them are in the Eagles. Oh. One of I them, think... yeah, one, one, yeah, one of them joined the Eagles later. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's how I know them. But, but Ooh, I'm glad the... I weren't wrong then. <laughs> but, Shit myself. <laughs> but the title, the track is like a nine-minute country yeah. prog epic. It's just I, I was like, what is this stuff? This is brilliant, and uh, just love it. And uh, yeah, um, and I and I and I really don't like sort of country music at all, but. This is this is super. Mm. I don't think they did much else, did they? they got um, loads of albums on Spotify. Loads of oh, albums, yeah. yeah. Lots band, of live think... albums. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they were a band that actually had a big live sort of following, but album sales never really, yeah. um, you know, came from that. So, but this is a cracking album. I love it. So. And they, they were they were going up to two thousand six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get that listen to what well, great recommendations there, Ian. Let's move on to Mrs. Stuffy Nose Candy. <laughs> I've got fucking loads. I'm like the queen of shite cult films. And so stuffy noses. And stuffy noses. So I've had we to kind of like narrow it down a bit. I said I can't wait to I can't wait to strap on in. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously all Kevin Smith films. Um particularly the original Come Clerks, Dog Tusk. Rare. And Tusk. I fucking it's love Tusk. Cult, it's not a cult film. It's just shit. Yes, it, it, yeah, but no, it's got... A, okay, no, it's, no, no, no. Yeah. Objectively, objectively, it is shit. But no, you've got... The you've got remember, Kevin Smith has a rabid fan base of Stone. Exactly. Objectively, that's what, something that's like Zack Snyder's Justice League is shit. But 
Tusky, and he also, Tusky, I mean, that could Tusky also be called just, a cult film. It's not objectively. It is. <laughs> <laughs> not to me, it's not. Um, so that goes without saying. Um, early, Tim, early Tim Burton's films, 80s and yeah. 90s, Edward Scissorhands, um, Edward, Big Fish even, Big Fish is good. Do you uh, think Big Fish is good? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Big Fish okay. is not good. It you is. and McGregor's Big Fish. <laughs> yeah, Tim Burns. It's not fish. good. I, f- I, f- I feel God. like we should just let, just let her go for it because otherwise we're going to interrupt her and just go, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> Carry on. Continue. I've only got a certain amount of breath in my body today as well. <laughs> so I can't, I can't even argue. Obviously, my boy Sandler with the kind eyes, Little Nicky, the wedding singer, Happy Gilmore, the Tenacious <sighs> D movie. I know, shit. I know, shit. <laughs> And their HBO series from the uh, oh from the nineties. I talked about it um, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Repo the genetic opera. The uh, no, that is good though. Yeah, the musical, but that's got a, like a hardcore sort of cult following. Yeah. And if yeah, anyone yeah. hasn't seen it, I suggest like it. Ha- it does have its moments of cringe. Like yeah. pa- Paris Hilton is pretty much, cr- but it's got ogre <laughs> in it from Skinny Puppy. It's got a couple yeah. of like famous horror. Um, horror actors and he's got some absolute bangers as well in the soundtrack Rocky mm-hmm. Horror as well moving on to more uh, more musicals Rocky Horror especially the first half Akira yeah. Akira is my Akira. top anime of all time I absolutely fucking yep. adore it and especially like for the mm-hmm. time it came out as well early early 80s I think it was like just having it this... was the first western breakout hit yeah but just... it wasn't a hit like mainstream it was People in the know, which kept it its cult status all the way through. Absolutely, it's not like you just go to the cinema on a Saturday evening and watch no. Akira. Um, Come on, Mum, we're going to see Akira. <laughs> oh yes, dear, that sounds lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Event Horizon as well as another one of okay. my... Yeah, yeah. Explain yourself. No, that's definitely a cult <laughs> film. It's the 100% amount of, pe- a cult the amount film. of people who don't know Event Horizon. Was it? Did it? Was it released after Jurassic Park as well? Yeah. So the the. The hero of Jurassic Park suddenly becomes the eye-gouging <laughs> villain in space. Hellraiser in space. Do you see? <laughs> Do you see? Oh, and obviously me so and Sandy bad. will have a history. Um, oh, yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah, we've got... We, Ex-lover. we got beef. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Early 2000s Japanese horror films. Jew on the Grudge, Dark Water, The Audition, yeah. The Ring. Yeah. I spent probably a year of just watching films in my bed Middle of the night, fucking shiting myself. I think the grudge is yeah. the, the only film I've had to take, like, turn off the TV because it scared me so much. Idiot- Ringu scared me big style, like, too much. I was like, this is fucking... I, I'm watching yeah. a creature come out of the telly, on a telly, yeah. on my own. Yeah. And I, I, I don't get what anyone said. The remake's nowhere near as fucking scary you know, as the original. I, I still did enjoy the American well, I remake. I thought it was not good. It just I, I enjoyed bad. it. It's just not as good because... The Japanese got that suspense better and the scare better and the yeah. music were better. And it's, I think as well there's a kind of... I mean, we're not brought up with Japanese horror lore and stuff. Like, that's the types of ghosts we're not familiar with. So we've got no kind of defences against yeah. against it. You know, we, we know of our own poltergeists and stuff, but when it comes to something that's just so different, it genuinely... What they did like, as well, especially then, the, the Japanese horror scene, they, they did cuts that Hollywood wouldn't dare do. They're like really fast, sharp cuts. Yeah. Not the cinematography we're used to. And it's like, fucking hell, relax. I'm shitting myself here. That's Calm it. They, down. Do all, do, they do all have a sort of independent feel about them, don't they? They're just like yeah, yeah. really gritty. I love them. Actually, I need mm. to revisit those. Um, idiocracy <laughs> as well. Idiocracy, which is fast becoming 
our uh, <laughs> daily lives now. <laughs> it is becoming a reality. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. It really. I is. just imagine like leaving Tesco's and some cashier saying, "Thanks, I love you." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for shopping at Tesco. Love you. <laughs> I say it every day. Gonna be, we're going to be we're going to be watering our crops with Prime soon. Oh God, yeah. Um, cheaper than water. A cult film doesn't have to be a good film. The Room. No. I enjoyed no. The Room. Oh, hi, Mark. That is that is definitely cult. Oh, big fuck. time. It, it, they have like TV, um, cinema screenings and everything. and Every year, don't they? Yeah. yeah. People love, love it. it. They all throw like American footballs at the screen and stuff. Oh, God, he's throwing that football for his men. <laughs> it's spoons, what the hell is that? They all, they all like throw spoons as well, don't they? Yeah, I don't know, but that scene when he's throwing his football to his mate, Mark. That is not how a human throws a ball. I'm the not sure that he is, is human. how humans talk. It's yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> he is He is a strange, strange I did not hit man. her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Which is not. no one knows anything about him either. Like, even now, like, he'll show up. <laughs> it's and... like a Polish bloke, isn't he, or something, and yeah, he pretends he's French. Well, he doesn't even admit to being Polish, but he's got all this money and no one knows where it's come from. So, yeah. Human trafficking. Probably. But um, I think my favourite... My top cult film is probably Donnie Darko, and it came out in 2001, mm-hmm. so I was about 16, I think, when it came out, and it was the Eight first film. Out. I would have never heard um, I would have never heard of this film unless one of my American friends told me to go and watch it, and I think it was, I was one of the few people that got to see it at the cinema the first time round. I managed to find a sort of midnight showing and went to see mm. it, and um, it was the first film that I saw that was, like, I was just starting to branch out into more independent films at that point anyway. And um, it was the first film that was a real kind of psychological thinker yep. that you t- that I took away with me. And I was thinking about thinking about it for weeks and thinking about what it could mean. And obviously, like, it blew up eventually because of the song that was used in it. But I think that was, like, a year down the line. Um, yeah, it really was, yeah. But it launched... Well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, but it launched the careers of, like, Jake Gyllenhaal and his sister as well. Um, it's last great performance from Patrick Swayze. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm. It was filmed. It takes place over twenty eight days, and it was filmed in twenty eight days too. So it has a kind of like <clears throat> natural great. flow to it. It holds up really well. So yeah, there is a Donnie Darko too. We don't talk about it. I've never seen that, and I don't <laughs> want to. I don't think I did. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. But yeah, I just really love um, and Frank the Bunny as well. Obviously iconic at this point, but not at the time. And yeah, I just love Don- Donnie Darko. His voice, like, <laughs> you had an awful voice like that, but horrible. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's your lot then. It uh, is. I'll run through mine pretty quick. Um, no real standouts for me. I've got the the obvious. Uh, the thing is, a lot of mine have gone from cult now and they've come back to being trendy and stuff, which happens all the time with these. Uh, I've got They Live, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Absolute yeah. stone cold classic. Um, a homage to 50s sci-fi, but with Roddy Piper just being Roddy Piper. And I did the quote at the beginning of the uh, the episode. I just think that film's smarter than it thinks it is. It doesn't realise how smart it is, and it holds up really well, even though it looks like shit. Um, I love and over the in fight. the same vein. No, I was just going to say, I love the fight. Go on. With it's is it Keith David he fights yeah. in the yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah in the alleyway yeah. <laughs> they just punch each other yeah. full on in the dick like <laughs> proper so going good. for it <laughs> yeah he could have had such a career Rowdy Roddy Piper in in film but ah, people just didn't latch onto him 
Um, another one, one of my all-time favourites, and it's still a cult classic, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. the introduction to Snake Plissken, one of my all-time favourites, and Kurt Russell's still one of my all-time favourite actors of all time. Every film he's in, I just like I like watching him in it. He's great. Um, <clears throat> again, mentioning the ultimate cult film that's turned it itself around and become a phenomenon is Rocky Horror Picture Show, like Candy mentioned. That didn't kick off very well when it first came out it wasn't loved it had a it had a very select i i, I watched the uh, documentary about it a lot of people were like not kicked out of certain scenes but they were like saying you've done that you, you you've, you've lowered yourself you know like you know what i mean and the the actors were all just like no no we believe in this project and they did it and look at it today is tell me a bigger musical than rocky or a picture show i mean there is one not in cinema anyway. Um, I just think it's turned itself around. Um, I've got a few games. This is more for gadget. Remember PsyOps, the conspiracy? Yeah. Midway's game. That was fucking phenomenal. Um, I think it used one of the Mortal Kombat engines and it just turned into a, a, um, a third-person PsyOps game, weird um, like telekinesis game. Really good. Uh, the Suffering, remember that? Yeah, I remember it. It wasn't the best game, but it was an um, interesting horror game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last of the games I've got is from IO Interactive of Hitman fame, one of my all-time favourites, and it's just lost obscurity, cult, classic, Freedom Fighters. Fucking love Freedom Fighters. (laughs) Freedom Fighters was good. I I mean, people say, oh, that's what what the division is now, but nah, nah, the Freedom Fighters had something else. You started off literally taking the piss out of Mario. You started off as a plumber, and by the end you were Che Guevara. Yeah. In New York. <laughs> it was so fucking good. <laughs> and all those games were at the time on PlayStation and Xbox were th- these double-A games. They weren't scared to try new things, and especially like, especially Freedom Fighters. I genuinely think that is an amazing game, but no one talks about it. No one's asking for a remake or a remaster. I am. I've been asking for it for years. Yeah, it was fucking. I think because no one really remembers it. But yeah, it was a really good game. I, I really enjoyed it's it. So good. It's so I, I bet. I bet you could play it on Xbox, couldn't you? Backwards compatible. I might, I might have to buy an think, Xbox. Don't think it ever came out on Xbox. I thought it was a PC game. PC and PS2. PS2, man. Oh, I don't know then. I don't know. It's got to be out there somewhere, hasn't it? It's got to be out there. I'm sure someone has a copy of it kicking about. Yeah, it was so fucking good. If you never, if you never experienced it, have a look at it. But they're, they're my picks, not, not nothing major, because, <clears throat> again, most of the things I were looking at, because I, I did a bit of a Google search, a lot of them aren't cult anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, internet, the internet has stopped things being cult, because it's all out there. Uh, but, yeah, Stig, what you got? Um, well, I just look at it thinking when, I, when it comes down to me what cult films and stuff mean, it, in my head it always... It's always something that's old. Yep. Yeah. I mean, th- that's because it's lost to time. Like yeah. Guilty. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Biggie's a cult. A cult person. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, so old. But no, yeah, it's that look and feel of it. So, like, ones that you've already mentioned, like Escape from New York, big troubling little Chinatown. And I think, they have got that look, haven't they? Yeah. It's this kind of like old, grungy, dirty kind of look. Things like street <laughs> look. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So like, Biggie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter's oh, no. biggie. I'm, I'm, I'd say like the, the, the closest. I'm going to show my age here, guys, because uh, um, you know, Escape from the the 
in New York. I think that was eight when it came out. That film's yeah. contemporary for me. That's not an old film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if think about this. Escape yesterday. from LA was in the 90s. <laughs> oh, The Warriors. Yeah. That's, oh, I fucking love yeah. Warriors. Yeah. yeah. There is a really good uh, 4K Blu-ray um, edition of that, and it looks insane. It looks get, genuinely brand new. Need to rewatch that soon. Remember when I told you about that Total Recall upscaled one that they did recently? Mm. Yeah. Fuck it, they've done it with the Warriors. It looks insane. It looks like it was filmed yesterday. It's like to me, like the the, the closest one recently that was newer, probably be Dread, and that was like Dread's pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah, over, over ten, ten, box office, over 10 years ago. Like, it, uh, but for me, it's. When someone, if if you if someone, someone's just said to you cult films, like the first things that come to my head are horrors, seventies and eighties horrors. Yeah. yeah, instantly yeah. it's the first thing that comes to my head. So for me, it's like the Evil Dead trilogy, like the original yeah. three there, there, uh, Romero's uh, Living Dead trilogy. Oh yeah. yeah, because the amount of people who know of that, but I've never, but never watched them, never actually seen them, mm-hmm. I, and I love like how they're all different. Themed, aren't they, as well? Yeah, they're all themed. Like, you know, one is yeah. about racism, one is about kind of capitalism. And consumerism. Stuff, consumerism. And yeah, so, mm. but like each one of those films, like that first three trilogy, are all oh God, by so him, good. but they're all completely different. But still, I, I, still I still great. think Dawn of the Dead's best one is the best one. Uh, I think Day of the Dead's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's yeah, that's what's do. good about yeah. it. it. It's cult classics. You can all have your own favorites and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, less said about like the follow-up trilogy, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Land of the Dead, with but, the talking ones and the, the, the oh god, they're so bad. But I, my so Bunch my of the dead. Yeah, my mm. ultimate cult classic for me, and I've mentioned these before, but I've not really gone in. I don't think I've gone into full detail on them. I've just mentioned how much I love them. Is Demons One and Two? Oh, you yes. have mentioned demons, I've mentioned the, demons the Italian before. ones. I've mentioned demons before, but so demons are one and two. Are they are I've seen the first one? Yeah, Italian horrors. Uh, they're mm. directed by um, what's his name? Got it. Barva. Yeah, Lombardo Barva's son who who made them. Yeah, Lombardo oh, Barva, and they. Yeah. Are, we've got a uh-huh. cult connection there, guys. We've just Me done too. it. We've done it. They are <laughs> uh, produced by Dario Argento as well. Yeah, and they are just absolutely batshit insane horror the films. First and brilliant. I and they make no sense whatsoever, but they're just <laughs> no. so much fun. Now, if you want a uh, connection, so I actually covered Demons Two um, alongside. So alongside Cronenberg's um, Rape, uh, no Cronenberg's Shivers, and. Wow. Uh, and Poltergeist 3 because they all take huh. place in their tower blocks. Yeah. Yes. There is your uh, the connection kinda... there. Yeah. I, 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 I watched Poltergeist 3 and the quite, new Evil quite, Dead quite That's recently. Uh, We've gone through some horrors with my daughter. And she watched, we watched the first Poltergeist and she wanted to watch the second two. So they're here. Done the, done the third one recently. But yes, Demons <laughs> is. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, it's in Italian, but the dub. You want to watch it with the dubbed because that's the apparently f- that's, that's I watch it because you told me I, to watch it in the dub. I don't think it's you, hilarious. I don't actually think there's a. <laughs> I, I, I've not seen 
or if there is actually subbed one. Yeah, an Italian version. I've only seen the, the version with the dub, and it's just hilarious. Like the, just the, the it's funny as fuck. The voiceovers are incredible. <laughs> Tony the Pimp is one of my favorite characters <laughs> of all time. He is so stereotypical, like of of eighties and. Uh, what you doing, woman? Yeah, basically, yeah. And, and he's just like, when he's like, they're trying to Get stop the nose. film, and he's just like, smash everything, and he's just smashing everything. He tries to take charge, and. <laughs> But, but the whole point is, all these people get invited to this screening of this horror film. And while they're there, they get trapped inside a movie theatre. And the kind of movie comes to life and infects them. And they all start turning into these demons who then, as they're bitten and scratched by the other demons, turn into demons themselves. But the demons are so gnarly and horrible. And, yeah. and it's that full-on, like, 80s... Um, Cronenberg. Yeah, like prosthetics, where you see their... You see close-ups of the fingernails growing and popping. The, Stan the, Winston the, the demon stuff. fingernails pop out the original fingernails and the teeth grow and yeah, push through the skin. It is incredible. Candy, you will love these films. Candy, this is <laughs> basic. That film's made for you, mate. I'm going to watch it tonight. It. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've got them both on Blu-ray because I love them so much. I sat. I originally sat there and watched these with Craig Tui, who like, you know, a guy I'd been on, and um, we sat in his apartment, and it's like one o'clock in the morning. And he talked to me about these films before. He goes, got back to me, he's like, we're going to watch Demons. Have to sit and watch it with a friend and just have such a beautiful time watching it because <laughs> it is so, so much fun. And yeah, the guy who plays uh, Bobby Rhodes, the guy who plays Tony the, the Pimp, he's in Demons 2. So Demons 2 is kind of the same setup. Um, I think that Come and watch another film. I think actually Demons 2, someone's watching Demons on the TV and the demon comes <laughs> out of the TV and infects the tower the tower block. I think that's... It's a TV report of what happened due to that's the it. demons. On the first yeah, one. That's uh-huh. it, yeah. yeah. So there's a TV report of what happens then. Uh, but, ah. And yeah, so everyone in this tower block gets infected and it just goes crazy. And he's back again... Um, but he's a completely different character in this. He's a gym instructor. And it's just a scene of all these muscly men, all sweaty with no tops on, just like pumping, like pumping iron and stuff in this gym. And Candy's in. It yep. is incredible. And then they have this big fight and shootout in the in the uh, parking garage. I'm going to watch two today. I'm going to watch it tonight. And there's this little fucking little shit of a demon, little kid running around, just like, he's like, eh, eh, eh. Like, just, oh man, it's... I'm going to watch two look, tonight and then listen to Ian's podcast about yeah, it. Yeah, look how gnarly... If you can see these, look how gnarly the Blu-ray covers oh, are. Oh, the fucking grotesque. <laughs> look at they, them. They'd make excellent T-shirts. Oh, I'm so in. They are incredible. <laughs> and I love them so much um, because they just, they make no sense. The story goes nowhere. You aren't there for the story. You are just there for the demons running amok, killing people. I'm looking at the trailer here now for two, and it's just guys running around in their tighty whities all muscled up. Like, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Perfect just picking pick, up weights and throwing pick. them at the demons. Love it. Yeah, so demons one and two are, yeah, they're incredible. Ideal. I almost brilliant, brilliant, don't brilliant. Want, sorry, oh, I almost don't want you two to watch it and think we should watch it on a pod meetup because it'd be. Oh, let's do it. Watching it together in a group will be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Gadget, what you got, man? Uh, so I've got a handful of things here. Um, uh, first of all, just going with a couple of TV shows that I think. Very much early 2000s uh, cult stuff. Um, I mentioned in the Discord Firefly, which yeah, despite yeah, it being a just just Whedon show, we 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 will just go straight less, past less that. Said the better. Yeah, uh, 
Western in space, done really well. Nathan Fillion being charming as all fuck. Gina Torres kicking ass in tight pants. Alan Tudyk being an absolute sweetheart. Very cute. Um, Adam Baldwin being the psycho that he is. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, really, I love it. I love the intro music. The Ballad of Serenity by Sonny Rhodes yeah. is so good. Yep. I love the ship. I love the ship, the serenity itself, the design of the ship. Yep. The design of the universe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, the I like fashion. it. Yeah, the, 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 the fashion, the kind of the law to it. The fact that, you know, once you get out of the central planets, it is like a Western. It, you know, it's like Frontiers Town everywhere. It's like yeah, going into the Badlands, isn't it? Yeah. But then you get into the towns and it's like Blade Runnery, high concept sci fi with flo- flying cars and what shit. What are the creatures called? The Reapers or Reavers? Re- Reavers. Re- Reavers, they're, Reavers. They're scary. Yeah, they were actually quite terrifying, those, uh, yeah, those creatures. Are. Um, but mm. it was, wasn't there a problem with the uh, TV series when it was aired that they put it, the episodes in the wrong order? They did. And people they, didn't yes. understand the show. <laughs> they, they they did. They broadcast episodes two and three first, then the then the hour and a half long pilot. Fucking idiot! <laughs> and they also played it at like eleven o'clock on a Friday night or something stupid, so it just never had an audience. Oh no! Oh no! Const- the, constantly moved around when it was. It was yeah. never on at the same time. And then they they made fourteen episodes <laughs> and they cancelled it after airing eleven of them. And they did the film. The film's great. Serenity's a great film. Serenity's a great film as yeah. well. Yeah. With Ch- Chiwetelli Ejiofor as the one of the best baddies on scene. Oh, on he's screen. fucking terrifying in that film. Yeah, so fucking good. Uh, and, yeah. and, and good I was, pick. Yeah, and I and as a teenager, I was I was quite in love with Jewel State as um as Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. of course you were. Of course you were. You were allowed Gorgeous. to be Gorgeous. Oh yeah, she was beautiful. Uh, next <laughs> next TV show I've got is um. Uh, the someone attempting to do another X Files when they did Fringe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fringe, which is yeah. J, which is JJ like Abrams has attempted doing a kind of conspiracy monster of the week kind of thing. Um, Nowhere near as good as X Files, no, and didn't last anywhere near as long. It was only five seasons, uh, which I, th- I thought they got to seven, but no, it was only five seasons. Um, but it was it was well done. Uh, Anatov is great in it, uh, as was Joshua Jackson, which was good for him because he really sucked in Dawson's Creek. Uh, it was nice for him to actually have something it. good. <laughs> I know uh, him. I know him. But I just never watched it. My first exposure to Lance Reddick as well. First thing I seen. Really? Him. Oh yeah, yeah. As uh, as the government man. That was a proper cult show because they had the Fringe Fest, didn't they? Where like t- ten people turned up and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> but it it had an interesting mythology that that ran through it. There was a kind of a, a long running concurrent yeah. storyline across seasons. It wasn't just like a season storyline. There was. Some yeah. mystery always in the background, and like and it what, wasn't was Mulder's sister abducted by aliens? No, no. <laughs> and it, and in, no, I was hooked on it. And, and in classic JJ Abrams style, the the, the 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 absolutely bins it in the last season and just goes to shit. But seasons one to three are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I I really recommend it. You can't watch it anywhere at the minute either. I don't think I, I haven't is, seen it. I, I think you've got to rent it from um, Amazon, like two yeah. ninety nine an episode. Abr- or something Abrams is like so that. good at like thinking of a really. Great mystery, and then leaving it, and then not having any idea what that mystery actually comes to. Lost, no, no, yeah, Star Star Wars, this, like he's just yeah. all of them, everything he's ever done. Yeah, he's, he comes up with this great mystery, then he's like, I don't know, I don't know how to end it. I don't know how to end it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone told him in like directing school or writing school or whatever. It's like, yeah, start at the end and work your way to the beginning. Don't do the, the three act structure. Yeah, <laughs> work out what you want your reveal to be, and then go back and work out the mystery. I mean, um, Shakespeare did that for fuck's sake. Come on. 
Moving on to films. Now, I don't tend to watch a lot of kind of old films or horror films or anything like that, but there is one that I actually saw last year for another podcast uh, guest appearance I was on. Um, and I think this one qualifies as a cult classic because it's really well-reviewed. It's in- completely incomprehensible at times, and it has a... Um, it has it, it. It didn't do well financially. Box office. Yeah, box office, because it was a bit of an indie film. But... Um, Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Yes, I've seen it. It's good. Oh yeah, it's it, great. It's a phenomenal film. It's fucking weird. It is and, very weird and a little bit impenetrable at times. As you try to work out the kind of the two different timelines and the two different people yep. in it, and then what the fuck spiders have got to do with anything? And fuck me, that ending scene where he walks to the door and there's a giant spider there. Ooh, oh. it, was it time. real? Was it in his head? We don't know. Yeah, um, but it's one of those films that, despite how incomprehensible and obtuse it can be I was gripped all the way through I genuinely think it's one of the best things Jake Gyllenhaal has ever done because he he's good in it he's basically on his own for most of that film and he holds yeah. you to it he, he holds you in, the, in every scene he's in and especially the scene where he basically meets himself and they're kind of having this like dramatic conversation with each other it's so good you think back to his his, his um, filmography though apart from Prince of Persia Jake Gyllenhaal does some absolute bangers, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's done a few stinkers over the years, I think. Nightcrawler, that's really fucking good. Um, that might be a cult, that's one, probably the, a cult class. A cult yeah, the sci-fi one he did were really good as well. The, source um, code. Source, source code. Yeah. Fucking love source code. He's good, he's good, he's old, old Gyllenhaal. He's good, good lad, Mickey good G. kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a good, he's a good kid, I'm, I'm all here for him. You're all there for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Donnie, Donnie Darko was also a cult classic. That was his kind of um, breakout role. Yep. Um, and then he got into the day after tomorrow, which I think was a bit of, bit of a mistake. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that, that one. The, the Dennis Quaid one. Yeah. <laughs> Good old the world is freezing. Yeah. Good old Roland Emmerich films where science doesn't matter. <laughs> the consequences are <laughs> made up. You know how no, they're going to be starring Dennis Quaid, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, he's done one good film, two maybe, at a push. <laughs> and, let, and let's it's face right. it, he's better than Randy Quid. Well. Well, it's debatable. Um, I'm Rand- on circles. <laughs> Randy Quid saved the world. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, and he should yeah, have yes, left it at that. <laughs> <laughs> the Quaids. The Quaid family, yes. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. Uh, but yeah, I, I would really encourage anyone to see Enemy. I, I, I watched it be- when I did a, a run through of all the Denny Villeneuve films for us when I was guesting. It's a Villeneuve film, isn't it? That's it how is. I know it. Yeah, it's For sake. Yeah, it was. It, it was like a Canadian film corporation supported yeah. thing, and it was like yeah, a, fil- a, a film, film institute, a film festival darling of a film. Um, but like I say, I think yeah, because man. it is so kind of weird, and like if you watch a trailer for it, like a trailer kind of doesn't tell you anything about the film. Um, mm, so I don't think I it, don't. no. <laughs> Plus, it was also it was it was dis- distributed worldwide by A twenty four, which meant it probably came out here about seven years after it was released elsewhere. Yeah, they do um, that a lot, don't they? But it, I, I mean, it only did three point four million at the box office. That cl- that counts, mate. That yeah. counts as a cult. So Candy's trying to grab Ian's cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your cat called? <laughs> it's uh, Ruby. Oh, I love her. <laughs> She is a crazy cat lady. (laughs) Just a cat. That's all that matters. So you need any more? Uh, Any more there, gadget? Yeah, the last one I've got. I'm going into video games because I can't help myself. 
Uh, and I've talked I've talked about because I've been playing the remake recently, System Shock. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the games that defines a style of video games um, in terms of the immersive sim. It made it took adventure games from what was kind of very basic um, and very static in like the, in the eighties and early nineties with like your ultimate games like dungeon crawlers like that, and gave it like a full open world to explore with multiple levels into the game, and you had to pay attention to what you were doing. It gave what the it gave us one of gaming's greatest baddies in Showdown. Um, but despite how kind of legendary and lionized it is, uh, it came out a year after Doom and sold about five percent of what Doom sold. Yeah. Good luck coming after Doom. Yeah. So <laughs> Doom, <laughs> Doom sold, I think, in its first two years, something like three million copies. Um, right. so, Everyone had a copy of Doom. Yeah. System <laughs> System Shock in its first year sold one hundred and seventy thousand. Like, it, oh, it, baby. it did enough to keep the lights on at Looking Glass and eventually they, you know, they did another few games and then System Shock 2 came out about five years later. But it's it's become this kind of legend of a game because it created the immersive sim and it showed what it showed what you can do with a game where you can create this immersive environment to play and rather than just having level after level after level after level, it created, yeah, this, yeah. created this whole space station that you had to explore. And it's since then gone on to inspire. Obviously, the Bioshock games came as spiritual successors to that. Which that's when and it you became hate them as well. I fucking love them. Um, that's when <laughs> that's but that's when they became mainstream. That style of game yes. for me. Um, but then you know you also have your Dishonored, Prey, like uh, the Deus Ex games came mm. much after this. And I reckon the original Deus Ex was re- really inspired by System Shock. Yeah, and Deus and the original Deus Ex was a hit. But yes, because it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, but it wouldn't it have was. existed without System Shock. Agreed. Because Warren Spector cut his teeth on this one. So yeah. um yeah, I think it's definitely a cult classic. And I, I'm really glad that people have kind of jumped onto the remake that came out this year. Um because yeah. I, I finished it last week. It's fucking brilliant. I absolutely adored it. Very 90s game though. Like the gameplay is mm-hmm. still kind of cult classic. You need you, you need to enjoy wandering around 90s style maps to get into that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is an absolute classic, and like I say, it spawns so much of a genre. Yeah, Doom yeah. one year, which which prioritized kind of high speed violence, and then you had System Shock, which was like first person kind of considered puzzling and exploration stuff. Yeah. Which yeah, that's my jam. Excellent, excellent. Biggie finishes off. The thing. Okay, I got a few. One, Ice uh, pirate. The thing. <laughs> One or two that you may or may not know. Um, Nighthawks was a 1981 movie starring Sylvester Stallone and Billy D. Williams as uh, anti-terrorist kind of detectives um, in New York with Rutger Hauer as the main villain. Um, It's actually a crazy dark thriller, (laughs) which has quite possibly one of the funniest endings ever. And I beg you to go onto YouTube and watch the final scene because it's absolutely hysterical. Don't just watch the film. The film's uh, great. Yeah, the film's great, but the, the ending is really funny because uh, I'm going to spoil it because I think it's just so funny. You have uh, Rutger Hauer um, managing to evade everybody, but they managed to trick him into going into the um, apartment of the woman that he's after to try and kill. And mm-hmm. he approaches her from behind as she's doing the dishes at the sink. She's completely unaware that Rutger Hauer's behind her and he's about to kill her. Sylvester Stallone turns around with this crazy, yeah. perfect wig, wig on, <laughs> turns around with a gun. 
points at Rutger Hauer. You didn't know it was me, did you? And the best bit is, after he's turned around, he's seen clearly with his beard, and then he just slowly removes the wig, like, Hey, you didn't know it was me, did you? so funny. I'm literally putting it on now because I need to see this. It's so good, it's so good. It's such a good movie. and a lot of I love it, man. It. It yeah, I've mentioned it to a few of my pals before, and they were like, what the fuck? What, what's Nighthawk? I'm like, get it fucking watched. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's just hard to find. Well, well I, literally, YouTube's coming out now. Buy or rent this film. <laughs> Ooh, Speaking of Rudger Hauer, have you seen uh, Hobo with a Shotgun? That's a cool classic. Yes, I have. When he <laughs> bends that man's arm around that arcade cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> I also, also, also lo- I love that Sylvester Stallone's character in this is called Deke De Silva. Yeah, Deke De Silva. Big Deke and De Silva. Yeah, Big Deke. Big Deke. Hang on. Would he not like? To- I'm just Go looking on. at this, watching this now. Size of him. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, this is the funny so thing. Like a big guy. Massive. <laughs> and they're supposed to be a dainty woman. Oh man, Brooker Howard was a terrifying looking man. <laughs> and he's washing pots yeah. and he's got airy arms. <laughs> <Nice. got> <laughs> he's just looking dead. Fucking giant yeah. beard on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, yeah, isn't it? And he's so serious as well. His face, like, I've got you. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Amazing. What else you got, mate? Well, you can probably turn Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy as uh, cult classics maybe in the future because they're just amazing movies anyway. But if you go back to yeah. Peter Jackson's early movies, particularly yes. Bad Taste. Bad Taste. Yeah. If anyone has ever seen that. Just yes. absolutely Awful. hysterical. <laughs> and it's incredible when you see something like that and think that he went on to make such incredible movies. It's just, it, but it, Bad it's Taste a, looks like it's filmed with a camcorder. Because it was. It pretty much was. It's with his friends. <laughs> it, it's just I love it. A crazy the alien movie thing. Really it's Blood Fart Lake effects. levels of production quality. No, it's not that it bad. Has, Blood Fart Lake was filmed well on a, worth a Sony Walkman phone. It's a poor movie, but it's entertaining in its own way. Yeah, right. I, I like it. And he also it. did Meet the Feebles, which is a bit like if the Muppets was made by us. And then. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's better. There's one more that he did. I've forgotten the name of it now. It was. Brain Dead. So there's a trilogy of movies that came from uh, Peter I Jackson never saw Brain Dead. I know of it, though. It's funny. It's, uh, again, horror, slapstick, um, zombies. It's really crazy. Um, but well worth a watch just to see, again, um, where he came from. Um, but we've mentioned it before on this pod, but I wanted to give another shout-out to Society. I was just thinking that. Um, when, I saw, when I saw, I was looking at Brain Dead here, and I saw the stretched face, and instantly the first thing I thought of, I should have mentioned Society. <laughs> yeah. fucking ending <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I still recommend anyone to watch Society it's such a batshit crazy body horror movie but it's funny it, it had a point to make about the 80s and yuppie society yeah. upper class it, it's just yeah it's it, mad it but it's a great great film the last 20 minutes like... just go where you do not expect <laughs> this film to go not, you, you kind of think you know where this film is going and what? It doesn't. Yeah, you're kind of thinking, oh, I know what the, what's going on with this these high society folk and what's happening here. It's some yeah. kind of cult. It's this. It's this. This is going to happen. I'm not going to spoil it, but fuck me, no. this does not go <laughs> where you think it's going to go at all. And it's incredible. No. <laughs> Candy, you'll love it. It's still one of the <laughs> you have greatest to watch reveals. There ever. you go. Watch that one yeah. instead tonight. Don't watch okay. demons. Watch society. Oh God. I know I'm preparing you for an ending there, but. 
It's on the list. <laughs> With stars Billy list. Warlock, who was in, um, what was that surfing show? Um, the uh, lifeguard one on TV. I've forgotten the bloody Bay name. Watch, Baywatch. Baywatch. Baywatch, yes. Surfing show. Surfing the show. surfing show Baywatch. <laughs> I was sitting there slowly. There were people Pam surfing running in the background. The water. Not about <laughs> they saved surfers. So technically, on the technicality, Once. I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, I wanted to mate? finish. Oh, go on. I wanted to finish on a video game. It was one that Oodles mentioned in the Discord, but I love it. And it's a crazy game as well. Sleeping Dogs. It's very so good, isn't it? GTA-esque. Um, it just couldn't compete game, with GTA, but, could it? No, but it was a troubled game. It went through various different names. Yeah. It was part of the true crime series and all that. But the actual martial arts and fighting in it is very Batman, Arkham Asylum. There's not sort of many games set in modern China. I think that's what sets it apart. Yeah, and it, they spent a lot of detail. Um, they went around the streets mm. and filming locations, getting it's Hong Kong, isn't it? From if, the I, streets. If, I, if I remember, yeah, it's Hong Kong, correctly. yeah, yeah. So. But it's kind fantastic. It's a great game. Loved it. It's even got a DLC where you can sort of reenact into the dragon. There's zombie ones, isn't there? There's a zombie DLC. There's a zombie where one as a zombie. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I love it. If you've not played that, I'll play that. There's a PS4 remaster, isn't there? Which is really so. good. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it looks very good. It looks quite stunning, actually. The, yeah, uh, it does. It looks uh, a lot. Extra boost that it gets. Yeah, I recommend that to a lot of people that like to go around Hong Kong shooting everybody. <laughs> have we got any feedback at all yeah we do yeah we, we have a few um that fking guy is starting us off with cult classics well how about these so he's got a little list tank girl yeah yes yes not sure this one qualifies as a classic but we'll go with it uh barb wire <laughs> oh it's a classic <laughs> i watched that for different reasons i was gonna say yeah. that's just a, that's just a pair of tits of the film <laughs> why i watched that as a, she, a young teenage boy uh, Pamela yeah. Anderson were unstoppable then. Unstoppable. Uh, Streets of Fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, monkey Bone. Don't know what Monkey Bone is. No. Sounds like a parno. Isn't I would say I'm a bit, um, bit scared to Google it. Isn't that Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Monkey Bone. Yeah. Oh, I've heard I've never seen that. Uh, yes, it is. Oh. Brendan Fraser. Um, based on a graphic novel. Oh. Oh, I am at a loss. In a coma, a cartoonist finds himself trapped within his own underground creation and must find a way to get back whilst racing against his popular but treacherous character, Monkey Bone. No wonder he likes it. He's a cartoonist himself. Yeah. Ah, uh, and the last one he's put in here, which I, I, I'm going to give you the deep dive on this guy's IMDb because he sounds fucking incredible. Radioactive Dreams or any of the Pion films. So Albert Pion, the, the director who yes. um, pioneered, apparently, the cyborg subgenre. He did. And is considered to be a maverick and renegade in independent genre cinema. Um, some of these ones are pure candy fodder. Um, <laughs> going back to... Oh. Going back, I mean, radio, Radioactive Dreams. The, well, the, he did, the, he did, uh, he did, uh, they did Van Damme's Cyborg. That, that was classic, that. Yeah, the, so the synopsis for Radioactive Dreams, which is what that FKing guy provided, was... After a nuclear war, Philip Hammer and Marlowe Chandler have spent 15 years on their own in a bunker stuffed with junk from the 40s and old detective novels. Now 19 years old, they leave their shelter to find a world full of mutants, freaks and cannibals. They become famous detectives in the struggle for the two keys that could fire the last nuclear weapon. I mean, that's that's got candy written all over. Uh, He also did the the 1990 Captain America film. He did. 
And it, it, it did the uh, Albert Pion did the um, what's it called? Uh, Aliens Gone Wild, which won the lowest, um, one of the lowest ratings of all time. If you've not seen Aliens Gone Wild, don't. Uh, he, he's also got such seminal titles as Alien from LA in 1988, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kickboxer 2, The Road Back in 1991, and also Blood Match oh, wow. that same year in 1991, yeah. and Dollman. In fact, he was busy in 1991. Um, he did uh, a, fil- a film in uh, 1993 called Brain Smasher, a love story. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I got Candy's attention. Um, he did this, the Nemesis films. I think there's a trilogy. Yeah, there's a trilogy. No, there's quadrilogy yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah Nemesis is Omega no. Doom in 1996. I mean, the guy's in, in the guy's unstoppable. Urban Menace. A peek into Dean's mind. This isn't it. It really is. Sci-fi slaughter. Yep. Uh, and his most recent film was 2018 Death Heads Brain Drain. <laughs> <laughs> I about that. Absolutely, album titles. One of his films is called Interstellar Civil War, and I don't think that works like grammatically. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a civil war across star systems? But yeah, uh, the guy sounds like a fucking lunatic. But credit to him, apparently he's won awards for it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that, I mean that's very much Dean, that isn't it? Weird, yeah. weird, horrific sci-fi. Uh, moving on, Nimrod Hicks has suggested Crime Wave, the 1985 movie directed by Sam Raimi and co-written by him and the Coen brothers, featuring Bruce Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Right. Really Spe- good. Mm. Speaking of, um, like again, bringing up Craig again, he's talked to me about this film before. and he, he, lo- talk- yeah, he said it on the pod, didn't absolutely he? Absolutely loves it, yeah. And the- it's great. Bruce Campbell said it escaped. It was never released. <laughs> 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 Uh, Super Natty Cat has said, uh, okay, here we go. go. Okay, I'm doing it. Mean Girls. Yeah, I agree with that. Classic (laughs) cult movies like Wayne World's Breakfast Club, Pulp Fiction, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they're awesome, but I grew up watching modern cult films. And I would say Mm. Mean Girls is the absolute tits. On Wednesday, I think. It never fails to cheer me up if I stick it on. I think the word cult gets thrown around a lot, but I would say it applies to films that are insanely memorable, quotable, and underappreciated at the time. I mean, Mean Girls... make fetch happen. I mean, Mean Girls net even has merch being sold in Primark and stationery with mm. classic quotes on it. If you haven't seen it, I would say it's the most accurate depiction of my high school in the 2000s, and it's ludicrously funny. What the fuck did she go to high school? She's Welsh. Where did she go to high school? She's Welsh. <laughs> She didn't, go, she didn't go to fucking LA high school like the mean girls. And the oh, girls around her weren't in their 20s. <laughs> no, they weren't Lindsay Lohan either. God so almighty. She, she, Lindsay she's Llewellyn. Got that girl. She's, she's got a list of her favourite quotes. <laughs> Lindsay Llewellyn, did you just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking killed me. You killed me. Well, that's, that's the, the pod title. <laughs> Lindsay Llewellyn. <laughs> Lindsay she's, Llewellyn. That was fucking genius. She's, she's a comedy genius, Candy. She's provided some favourite quotes, which I'm going to read out verbatim because I haven't seen the film, so I don't know how to say these. Um, oh, says, God. You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> yeah, you uh, go, Glen Coco. She doesn't even go here. Yeah. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. <laughs> <laughs> if you're white, if you're from Africa, why are you white? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't sit with us. Yeah. Uh, boo, you whore. <laughs> yeah. 
This one. Now, this one, I do know this one because I think I think I think uh, Pip shouted it at someone before. Uh, it's not my fault. I have a heavy flu and a wide set vagina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a known one. And lastly, is your muffin on the back of cars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it is a good film and it's the best like Great. high school comedy of its ilk but it's not for high school kids is it mean girls it's more for adults in a way it's not an adult film it's just a bit edgy yeah i love it great you got uh, <laughs> last up uh, angry kurt said i have a few cult classic films that are favorite to mine but never he- heard them talked about the f- the first is First Reformed, which I think only Stig has seen out of you all. Uh, I spoke about it before, but please watch it. Okay, will do. Uh, the next up, next up are two films with animals in the title, American Animals and Nocturnal Animals. The former yes. is based on a true story about a heist performed by some kids, and the second is a great thriller starring Nicole Kidman and Jake Gyllenhaal, which has one of the tensest opening sequences I've seen committed to screen. I'm telling you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Nocturnal Animals. Nocturnal, nocturnal Animals is fantastic. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. And again, like I said, Gyllenhaal again, he's my boy. Yeah. In the realm of video games, my choice would be Catherine. A superb game by yeah. the Persona team, all about a guy cheating on his girlfriend and features Perth some game. really unique bu- block pushing and pulling gameplay. I actually really loved, although some people didn't like that element to it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I it, was it. it was a slight, very pervy game. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no titties in it. No, and it, it, not really any... They're all adults in it as well. Yeah, there's none of the nonsense that goes on from the I know, I just, like, I just like winding people up. <laughs> no, but it. It, it is a very highly sensed <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of knickers in it. Yeah. A shout out also to a PS2 <laughs> game called Downhill Domination, which was basically SSX, but with mountain bikes. Oh. Why would you play that when the SSX existed? I've, I've been I've been seeing rumblings on the internet that that suggesting someone should, that they should do a SSX tricky remaster and I, I kind of want it. I'm in for it. I'm yeah. all about getting EA on the blower now. Yeah, but I mean EA Kurt, big. Kurt works for them. Tell him to sort it. Fucking um, sort it out. Kurt. What was that? What was that X-rated BMX game? Was it BMX X <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, that was. Shy, oh, that mate. was terrible. That was. Really did you buy it? Did you? I did you buy it, Biggie? How would you know it would be bad? They didn't activate they didn't Activision. Uh, I'm not playing it. I just remember everyone saying yeah, it. Yeah, it was the really same as the Dave Mirror or the Matt Hoffman they, people. Yeah, they, no, they, yeah, yeah, they tried like the same engine. Basically, Tony Hawk, but with BMX bikes in there. Yeah. yeah. Prostitutes on BMX bikes. Yeah. Uh, just to uh, finish off with Kurt, he says, in TV, there's my beloved Mindhunter, which again, I've spoken about before. So I will say Designated you, Survivor. Netflix. Designated Survivor, bro. A show that Oodles introduced me to. It's a really good American political drama thriller starring Kiefer Sutherland as the US president. The daddy. Each series has an overlying plot, but each episode has a problem of the week to solve. Despite its politics, it's actually an easy watch. It could be quite heartwarming. Yeah, Designated Survivor is great. I fucking loved it, and Netflix cancelled it like dickheads. Did they cancel it? Yeah, well, well, they've not officially said it's cancelled, but it's been about five fucking years, mate. What do you think? Yeah. Um, oh, and te- and technically, with Mindhunter, they never said it's cancelled. It's just yeah. there, but it is cancelled. Oh, no. Designated no, no, Survivors no, no, no. such a. On, 20, on. on July 24, 2019, Netflix announced the series would not be renewed for a fourth season, stating that the third oh. season made for a satisfying final uh, season. However, Netflix it will did. continue to stream all three seasons on their platform. The thing is, right? Imagine that, that if you don't know where the synopsis is. Everyone in Congress has died apart from Kiefer Sutherland, so he has to become the president. He's such a good premise for a show. I mean, he doesn't yeah, want to be president. Start. 
the, yeah, the the the, prem, the premises, and it is a real thing in American politics. If you, yeah, it's a real when, thing when you have the State of the Union in America, when the president basically gives you an Don't update on how, how he's doing the country, someone from the governing party is randomly is randomly not invited to it in case there is an attack on Congress, which kills the entire government. There needs to be someone to be the president because of those things. It's, it's the president, the it's, vice president, um, everyone in line is there. It's so good. It's a bit like King Ralph. Oh. It is a bit, yeah. And like Kiefer yep. Sutherland's guy was like a like a congressman. Not a who, it was not he was a, an environmentalist as well. <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't yeah. a particularly he cared important about education. He wasn't an important guy. Department of Plants or something. I think. Yeah. I think someone worked. Someone worked out that he was like hundred and eighty eighth in line for the presidency yes. or something yes. like that. He was low, He was ready to retire as well. In it's just such a good show, and Kiefer Sutherland's amazing in it. Yeah. Oh. Fucking so good. Well done for bringing that. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> is that everybody? That is everybody, yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in our show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. Next week will be a Nexus episode. We'll probably be talking about Oppenheimer and Barbie. Probably. Ad nauseum. Um, Ian, this is your opportunity to plug your wares, mate. Thank you for being on the show as well. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you for rigging there. Uh... The, the vote so that it uh, landed in my favour. Um, I, I, I don't know if we rigged it or not. I mean, that's um, speculation. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the podcast is cult, uh, the connections. Um, there is another one which I've kind of merged. So there is um, the, the banter liberation there front where I review oh, um, Star Wars. Uh, uh, mostly Star Wars, however, coming up uh, next week, I will be joined by um, Joe Higgins, and we are covering the Futurama. So nice. So for the next few weeks, we will be the Bender Liberation Front, um, <laughs> which will be good fun. And um, but are you yeah, doing so, that concurrent with it with the new show? Yes. Well, that's what I'm hoping Perfect. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, I'll, be, I'll be tuning in. However, however, latest episode, absolutely brilliant one as well. It's called 42. I am joined by um, Kevin John uh, the Davies, who has edited a new book. Um, he has been given access to um, the Douglas Adams's um, archive at Ooh. the Cambridge Ooh. University. Um, so, so this book comes out in um, the August um mm. the Kevin uh, knew the Douglas uh the 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 their personally <laughs> so he comes on he he shares a couple of snippets from from the the book and uh, some of his yep. um favorite stories about um the Douglas Adams as well he's he's oh. he's been on the the show um there previously and he's brilliant his, his stories are just are just fantastic. So, um, tune in. Are, are you on any socials there? Uh, Twitter mostly. So you will find me at um, Connections. Their cults. So it's their uh, their change around there. Um, I have got yep. a Facebook page which I update about once every three months. Or uh, <laughs> I'm on. Um, uh, no, I'd, honestly, literally, I, I really do. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think we've got a Facebook account, have we? No, we don't. <laughs> bother with that. No. Um, no. And I am on um, their threads at the moment, which uh, is a bit, um, they're dull, but, you know. I'll, Barren. I'll, <laughs> but I'll, you know, try my best with it anyway. 
Yes, uh, we'll we'll put all all the links into a show notes as well for you, Ian. But yes, yes. Uh, before before you do go though, Ian, we've got a little trip now into a segment that we affectionately call um, Candyland. What's the full title? <laughs> What's up in Candyland? What's up in Candyland? It's a new segment where Candy um, up there, just mental lady, things. she just <laughs> she just spurts out mental diarrhea for a minute or two. So Brilliant. take it away. What's up in Candyland? Ah, oh, it's a good one this week. So you might have noticed whilst we've been recording, a little bit under the weather. I've been struck no down, way. struck down with the Barbenheimer Rona. I think. If you're gonna like, listen, guys, if you're gonna go to the cinema. Please don't have the Rona. I've, I'm, I've been struck down in the prime of life. <laughs> yep. I've been trying very oh. hard to get rid of a fever all day. But I have to tell you, it led to some fucking awesome dreams earlier. So proper fever dream. This is one of my classics. I drifted off and I was in a Brian Blessed versus Tom Jones concert. So there's like two stages (laughs) either side. And it was like a boom off. It was a bombast off. I think what was probably happening was I just had a really bad headache. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. It, it, and those gentlemen are the, the 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 antithesis of if you've got an headache, you don't want to be near them both. They can send it like they, they can sing a baby to sleep, could they? Really? No, like that's <sighs> not who you want singing yourself a lullaby. <sighs> so although it did inspire me to make a playlist, <clears throat> so we've got Static X Cold, Johnny Cash <laughs> Ring of Fire, Disturbed Get Down with the Sickness, Bring Me yeah. the Horizon Parasite Eve. Elvis Presley fever, yeah. snot or snot, BG staying alive, <laughs> Motley Crue, Doctor Feelgood, Blue Oyster mm-hmm. Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper, Ramones, <laughs> I Want to Be Sedated, Queens of the Stone Age, Sick Sick Sick, The Mac Lads, Sweaty yeah. Betty, Qu- yeah. Katy Perry, Hot and Cold, Slipknot, Sick. <laughs> and I, I, I will tell you that the playlist is available on Spotify. You need to search. Now that's what I call a cold volume one. <laughs> and that's Candyland. Oh, what an excellent journey into Candyland that was. And this is the end of the show. If you are a patron, you will join us in the green room in a second. But for everyone else, this has been a podcast. Thank you very much, Ian. You've been a pleasure, a privilege, and an honour. Thank you very much, guys. It's been brilliant. Good, good. Thanks, so, to everyone else, see you later. Bye. Bye. your cue to clap as well here all right <laughs> there we go it's fine i'll work it out i can do it off the camera <laughs> <laughs> see i'm not but the worst i didn't realize we, we had the join in on the clap oh, <laughs> yes that's why we were all doing it <laughs>